When was the last time you felt celebrated? Do you ever feel invisible or unheard? Or do you grasp onto words of affirmation like a lifeline? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Notice, a podcast where we explore our need to be noticed through biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. I'm Susan Hoekstra, your host, and I invite you to join me as we experience relevant topics and encouragement and we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice. With Halloween around the corner, does the green-eyed monster ever show up at your house? Listen in as we discuss how jealousy and envy differ, how envy is harmful, what happens when those unrealistic expectations get in the way, and how we can take notice of God when we put that green-eyed monster aside. Okay, I admit it. I've been green. I've been envious. Probably of a lot of things. Maybe it's those women who can eat whatever they want and still stay skinny. Or those lightweights who easily run an eight-minute mile while I struggle to even cross the finish line. What about those people who can easily break into some kind of cool dance Why look like Gumby attempting some kind of signature move? I know we all have our moments of being green. I think sometimes it's because others' achievements remind us about our own limitations. And social media doesn't really help us out much. It perpetuates comparison. Perhaps you've been saving for years to take a special vacation like I did. So instead, I had to spend the money on a new roof And the next day, I scanned social media, and you know what happened? A post by a friend showcased their trip to the exact place I intended to go. Or maybe you're somebody who worked hard for a promotion, and it was given to someone else, and your children continually act up when your friends don't. Maybe you're the hardest-working athlete on the basketball team but didn't make varsity, while the guy who did was kind of a jerk. Innocently enough, we may characterize jealousy as some kind of natural, understandable human response. Some characterize jealousy as a human emotion, making it socially acceptable. Even God said he was a jealous God, and not wanting any idols to keep us from our relationship with him. So when we think of jealousy, perhaps it's more about holding on to something we already have. You could experience jealousy in a relationship when you perceive a threat or worry that the relationship is changing in some kind of negative way. Perhaps like other emotions, jealousy may act as a barometer to make sure no one comes to harm your relationship. So at what point does jealousy turn into envy? Are they the same? 
You may have heard people describe someone as green with envy. This phrase dates back to the ancient Greeks who believed jealousy could trigger bioproduction and turn skin slightly green. And in William Shakespeare, Othello, the main character first muttered the phrase, green-eyed monster. Although many people use the words jealousy and envy interchangeably, I think there's a difference between them. Baker's Evangelical Dictionary gives us a biblical definition of envy as the following. It's a sin of jealousy over the blessings and achievements of others, especially the spiritual enjoyment and advance of the kingdom of Christ, freely and graciously bestowed upon the people of God. Old Testament examples of the sin of jealousy include the rivalry of Joseph's brother over the favor that Joseph received and Saul's animosity towards David for his physical and spiritual prowess. Socrates even said, envy is the ulcer of the soul. So I guess all I can conclude is that it's not easy being green. So here's some signs of envy. You aren't happy for others when they achieve success. You might feel the need to diminish someone else's success or judge others negatively. And you're happy when others face setbacks. Envy does not help us. It inevitably leads to personal harm affecting our physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Proverbs 14.30 tells us, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. So unchecked, it gradually leads to a destructive and remorseful way of life. Proverbs 27.4 tells us, Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? As we look at scripture, it's interesting to note that whenever envy is used, it is characterized as sin, not just a human emotion. The sin of envy can be traced all the way back to one of the Ten Commandments. We are told, thou shalt not covet. This commandment directly relates to the deadly sin of envy as we are instructed to not desire the possessions or attributes of others. And Rick Warren, in an article he wrote for Christianity.com, states four reasons why envy hurts us. One, it denies our uniqueness. Psalms 139 tells us how unique we are, that God knows every hair on our head and he knows what we're going to say before we say it. Two, it divides our attention. If we're concerned about others in a way that we're envious, it's really kind of more about us. Three, it wastes our time and energy. And four, envy leads to other sins. James 3.16 tells us, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. So, what are we going to do about this green-eyed monster? 1 Peter 2, 1-2 tells us, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, 
like newborn babies long for their pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Friends, the key is to grow. But if jealousy is untamed, it leads to this envy, this unfulfilled desire that's tainted with resentment. It's ugly. When this happens to me, I feel terrible inside. It's the kind of sin that surrounds me. As I mature in Christ, I learn to recognize envy as self-torture. So in order to live in peace, I need to renew my mind by scripture and surrendering unrealistic expectations, rechecking my standards and my own sense of entitlement. So with these unrealistic expectations, envy can begin there when I cast visions of where I'd like my life to be. For example, when I first got married, I cultivated ideas regarding romance's blissful scenarios. Then I had children, and I envisualized that ideal family portrait. And when I started my career, I envisioned changing the world. Selena Snow, Ph.D., a clinical psychologist, states, Unrealistic expectations are potentially damaging because they set us and others up for failure. Well, I know unrealistic expectations exist once I start talking in what I call the shoulds. Shoulds imply expectations, mostly unrealistic expectations about ourselves. So what are some of those examples of those unrealistic expectations that we might talk about? Statements like, everyone must like me, or the world should be fair. The reality is, we can't make everyone like us, nor can we control all aspects of the world. And then there's their standards. Shoulds always imply a standard has been breached. Webster defines standards as something established by authority, custom, or general consent as a model or example. Standards or norms can vary per person. Some standards were ingrained in upbringing. Some I've chosen along the way. I may inherit a standard like Dutch people clean, which explains how one person's standards for cleanliness may be different than another's and why I might be, quote, jealous when somebody else's house is cleaner than mine. But when we try to get differentiate between standards and moral code, it becomes a little murky. Theologians have termed the universal sense of right and wrong as natural law. The greatest set of moral standards, of course, come from the Ten Commandments, where, ironically, about seven of the commandments refer to envy. And in the New Testament, Jesus even raised the bar higher. If standards are set so high, how could I possibly meet them? And how can I expect that others can meet them? Isn't there always going to be some kind of envy or jealousy? So let's get back to this whole concept of putting aside. So if I can't meet my own standards, it makes putting aside envy more challenging. In our small group, we often share burdens reflecting the sin in the world. I often respond by saying, we are surprised by sin 
Why? Certainly others sin, but so do I. In either case, it can't be much of a surprise. The realistic expectation is that we are going to sin. Others are going to sin. To truly put envy aside, I need to recognize how easily I can be manipulated through my own expectations and standards that I set for others. And then there's this sense of entitlement. Entitlement's message is, I deserve it. Our culture continually perpetuates that mindset, especially surrounding purchases or experiences, sort of like treat yourself. However, scripture tells us that I don't deserve anything. Romans 3.23 reminds us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In fact, if it weren't for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I would be punished. Thankfully, God's mercy changes everything. Mercy reminds me he set the plan in place to remove my punishment. Isn't that glorious? Putting aside envy and replacing it with mercy produces in me a grateful heart full of thanksgiving and worship. And it keeps me from looking and comparing myself with others. Retired pastor John Piper states, the reason Christianity must build our lifestyle on God's mercy in Jesus Christ is that the whole point of Christianity is to glorify the mercy of God in Christ. We exist to put the glory of God's mercy in Christ on display. So when I think of these expectations, these standards, and my sense of entitlement, perhaps instead of the question, we're surprised by sin, why? Maybe the real question about this wonderful mercy is, I'm surprised by God? Why? Where are you at regarding the green-eyed monster? Is it easy being green? I'd love to hear how this episode impacted you. Feel free to write a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to or send me a note at susan at susankhookstra.com. If you benefited from listening to this podcast, please support the ministry by posting these reviews, pressing that subscribe button, or sharing the link with your friends. As always, I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care. Oh